homies and welcome back to the whole what the fuck is up we are your hosts i am nani i'm the aunt and this is episode five of rolling with the homies podcast fun fact for you guys before we get into it we are also now on spotify so in case you are tired of looking at our faces you can now just listen to our heavy valley girl accents on spotify it is gonna be the same thing as our youtube rolling with the homies podcast look us up listen all that fun stuff um but as per usual we are gonna start our day off with three notable things mine hers yours everyone's we are going to do three notable things since we last saw you guys because a lot goes on during our weeks and you know or i don't have enough to say from just the one day yeah sometimes sometimes when we film our days are like super boring and this is just what we do that day so it's a little bit difficult sometimes but um my number one most notable thing since we last saw you guys is gonna be the super fun photo shoot we did for our podcast it's really exciting we got to work with nightshade collective who is a group of girls that i love working with shout out to nightshade collective they're awesome they're very awesome super talented group of ladies and very good at what they do and we are so excited to share it with you guys our notable thing number one (laughs) is that we had a really awesome photo shoot. Yeah, it went really, really to well. promote the channel, the pictures, the photo sets will be coming soon. as soon as possible. Yeah, we're stoked about it. So that's number one for us. And, and our second notable thing collectively is that we're live on Patreon. By the yeah. time you guys are seeing and or listening to this, we are live on Patreon. Go join us. Go support. Yeah, Support our weed fund. Be you want to be an ultimate homie to really impress us. Yeah. To really earn our trust, you got to be an ultimate homie. To be a ride or die homie. Yeah. Number three for me, I know we're flying through these a little bit today. Mm-hmm. We did a lot of shopping this week. Not all the shopping that we needed to do in the world, but we did a lot of shopping and I love everything that I got. Um, I got the skirt that I'm wearing today. I got some new shoes, a new pair of jeans that fits me because I've gained 35 pounds and I'm a fat ass. Like, got some clothes that fit me. That's really exciting. Today we are baking with Durban Jack. It's from the Jack family. The only other one that I know we've tried is Galactic Jack. I've never tried this strain before. So just like last week, you are going to... Ride this ride out with us. Right. My third notable thing. We got our nails done today. Mine is inspired by Sleeping Beauty. We've been watching so many cartoons lately. She was watching the Invader Zim movie when I came home the other day. Yeah, I was editing the last episode of the (laughs) podcast. And I was watching the Invader Zim movie on Netflix. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. Uh, First half of the movie was really good. Yeah. Actually, and I was invested. And then the second half, I lost interest. And it might have just been because I got really high and I was doing work, but... Yeah. I used to be an Invader Zim stan. I had, like, all the shirts from Hot Topic that were, like, tacos! I had, like... And they had gur. Like, a gur fucking sweatband. Oh, my God. Like, sweatband. I also had a gur, like, mood bracelet. Like, that was my shit. If it wasn't gur, I didn't want it. Right. (laughs) I was an Invader Zim stan. I am today an Invader Zim <laughs> to this stan. day. To this day. 
in Invader Zim. Stan. 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 Absolutely. 10 out of 10. Very good show. Ahead of its time. It's like just the right amount of cute and cringy. Yeah. And it's great. And so I've talked about this on several episodes now about how good of a gift giver my mom is. I told her I liked Invader Zim like once. And for Christmas, like that year, I got every single Invader Zim thing that Hot Topic sold. Like I kid you not. My stationery was Invader Zim. Love it. Like all my shirts. I had a beanie. I had the arm things, like the sweater where you put yeah. that. Oh, I had a sweater with up, the little. And it has Gur's little ears. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm going to get, hey, when the podcast gets to 1,000 subscribers on YouTube, I'm going to get a Gur tattoo on my leg, on my calf. <laughs> i'm putting yeah. it in writing right now in video writing hell yeah there's you caught her in 4k with the homies as my witness yeah i will have a girl tattoo nice do what you gotta do people if you really want to see her with this girl tattoo get us to a thousand subscribers it'll Rar be on her, xd <laughs> it'll be on her body on my body forever yay fucking sick bro anyway what we're talking about is cartoons cartoons a little bit ago andrea and i were talking about like the shows that we watched like as a kid she watched a lot of disney stuff and i watched a lot of like cartoon network and nickelodeon so imani makes fun of me because i'm a disney adult but i think i'm only like a mild disney adult because i don't like live at disneyland even before the pandemic i wasn't well i went a lot in high school i don't know you're lying i don't know man i just think that there's a point of cynical that's too cynical and when you can't watch like a beautiful animated creation and feel that magic like bro what the fuck i'm not cynical i don't know man i enjoy things i just don't think that disney is like it's not it's not as magical to me as it is to you i enjoy a quick brief disney day like i definitely don't want to be there every day i don't want to be there all day like i like a quick you know like i'll go on it's a small world i love it it's fucking cute who doesn't like fucking cute things you know like i literally told andrea today that i wanted to watch alice in wonderland so like it's not like i don't enjoy these things, i okay but i'm but not you, a disney adult you don't want to be a disney adult i want to be proposed to i'm not a fucking lame at the I end no hey fuck you man <laughs> bro fuck you you just went to Six Flags. Six Flags has DC. Six Flags. That's cool. Has DC and Looney Tunes. It's superheroes. Looney Tunes is so okay. good. No. Fuck you, man. I don't know. Princesses <laughs> are way better than superheroes. I like super. I like love on superheroes. Any day. We had this. I love superheroes. Especially DC superheroes. I'm not saying like that maybe DC if they have like Marvel. Like anything, Disney has but Marvel. They have superheroes. Disney has superheroes too, and the better ones and the hotter ones. Fair. Disney has Mar- Disney has everything. I don't know. I'm such a slut for Any- the capitalism. Oh, Have you guys ever noticed that I kind of look like Kylie Jenner? Period. Per. <laughs> per. Anyway. <laughs> Jinx. You owe me a soda. Okay, buddy. so the point is, she watched Disney as a kid, and I watched Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon. So when I was a kid, and by like kid, I mean like middle school, like freshman year of high school. Yeah. I feel like I was the biggest dweeb 
freshman year of high school oh that was my low man me too i was such a loser that was my, my low. freshman year of high school anyway oh. i i basically lived on my <clears throat> tumblr and reddit yeah. i used to read a lot of conspiracy my theories house. my whole personality trait it was just telling people like oh did you know that this movie and this movie are combined like a huge fucking virgin <laughs> <laughs> fucking dork what the fuck <laughs> anyway but so some of my favorites there's the classic this um, one kind of got debunked a little bit with the creation of frozen 2 we're not looking at that canonically just frozen 1 so at elsa's coronation you can see rapunzel from tangled and flynn rider walking into the castle and so the theory started that their cousins anna and elsa and rapunzel those universes are connected already then it got kind of like complicated when they were talking about when Anna and elsa's parents leave on their like boat ride that they die on (laughs) spoiler alert if you haven't watched frozen their Their parents parents die die. sorry to break it Uh, (laughs) they died in a shipwreck their ship went under the wave is what it shows but in the theory, they were Tarzan's parents as well. Oh, I was going to say, wait, instead of Anna and Elsa's no, or so also Anna and Elsa? Anna and Elsa There's no are way. Tarzan's sisters. No. Because they, well, they survived. But see, the thing is, in Tarzan, it's a fire. The beginning, right. their ship's on fire. And it's like way smaller. Right. Also, it doesn't make sense geographically. And because Frozen 2, we know that that's not where they went. And that's not how they died. Right. They literally tell us. Yeah. So um, that one's knocked right out. Uh, That the ship Ariel is exploring when the shark attacks her in Flounder is Anna and Elsa's parents' ship that went under. Which geographically still doesn't make sense with Frozen 2. But if we're just looking at Frozen 1, it might. Little Mermaid. Inspired by Denmark. That would mean that Otto Holland is somewhere between Norway and Denmark. Did anyone check? Check, <laughs> check what? <laughs> if Atta Holland's there. It's a joke, do you get it? Oh! <laughs> I was like, wait, that's the place in the movie, Imani. It's not a real place. Don't tell them to look it up. No! <laughs> I was like, you fucking dweeb. It was just a joke. I was just joking. Like, oh, that's where it would be? Did anyone look? Do you get it? No. What do you mean? I mean, I get it. It's just stupid. Okay. (laughs) Why would you shit on me like that, bro? I thought it was funny. I thought it was cute and, like, quirky. Like, oh, maybe someone should go look. Fuck you, bro. Fucking idiot. So that's that theory. It's kind of stupid, but it's kind of fun, too. I was also such a fucking nerd. Like, I spent so much of my time reading fan fiction. I still spend so much of my time reading fan fiction. Dude, me too. And (laughs) and writing fan fiction. I've never written fan fiction before, but and do really love it. When I was younger, um, my go-to conspiracy theory was Rugrats. I love Rugrats, the show, a lot. It holds a very special place in my heart. Like, I remember watching it a lot with my sister as a kid or going to daycare in the morning and watching Rugrats and stuff like that. So I do really, really love the show. So when I saw Rugrats conspiracy theory, oh, Lord, they got me. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I was taken aback. So if you don't know, there's 
a girl named Angelica, um, and she has a cousin named Tommy Pickles. He has friends Chucky, Phil and Lil, and a little brother Dill. So yeah. that's the characters of the show. But in the conspiracy theory, none of the babies exist. There is no Tommy, Chucky, or Phil and Lil. The reason that is, is because Angelica is apparently like schizophrenic or something along those lines. She just imagines all the babies because Chucky died with his mom. And that's why Chucky's dad is always on edge and like frantic and stuff like that. Cause he's like, you know, stressed because his kid and his wife died on the plane. And, um, have you never heard this one? No, I have. Oh. I was just like, forgot how dark it is. No, it's so bad. It's so bad. Okay, so that's what happened to Chucky. Chucky's, you know, not alive dad with his mom. That's why Chaz is erect. Tommy was a, was born, but he was a stillborn. No. <laughs> not a stillborn. You're right. Like, who, please, little fucking 11 year old me did not need to be reading this fan fiction, but. I was into it because I was like, what the fuck goes on? Okay, so yeah, Tommy was a stillborn and that's why Stu is always building toys. He's building toys for the kid like he didn't get to have. So that's how that goes. That's what happened to Tommy. And Phil and Lil were aborted. Phil and Lil were... (laughs) (laughs) Phil and Lil were aborted. And Angelica didn't know if it was a boy or a girl. That's why there's two of them. That's why they're twins. That's why they're the exact same. She just made it up in her head. Like, I don't know. Was it a boy or a girl that got aborted? No clue. Have them both. Damn. So that's how that theory goes. Crazy. 12-year-old me shook Shook to my I'm core, I'm shook Brody. to my core right now. Shook to my core. You're ruining my childhood. You're welcome for those of you who had never heard it before because what a wild ride that one is, truly. Oh, one that was funny Fun. in Aladdin. The story yeah. starts out with this merchant trying to... It's like POV. Arabian merchant tries to sell you lamp. <laughs> and then he tells the story. Uh, so the theory is that that guy is the genie because he's the only human character in the movie that has four fingers instead of five and he's wearing like the same thing like it's not even like a theory it's just kind of like duh like he has the same like swirly goatee and he's wearing a blue like tunic with the red sash yeah so- and then he's trying to sell you the lamp because now that he's free and he can do whatever he wants he's fucking bored and he <laughs> <laughs> this is supposed to be <laughs> episode i didn't even think about yeah, it when um, i was doing it disney conspiracy the genie's trying to get you to rub him off he's like come by this lamp and then you rub it I and his even, dick comes out i didn't even realize i was doing that i was just like i was rubbing the lamp rub it is that you're supposed to rub the side of the lamp oh I thought you rubbed the top, like, okay, here's the lamp, no. and you rub it, like, on the top, no. like, you're rubbing a clip. That's not what I meant. I'm scrubbing. I just want to rub the lamp. No, you, you rub, rub the sides of the lamp. I want you to rub it. It is lamp. Rub lamp. <laughs> you rub the sides of the lamp. Sorry, guys. Fucking, Sorry. Fucking idiot. I didn't. Whatever. He wants to serve again. <laughs> He wants to 
he wants you to be his master. <laughs> Daddy. He said, I've been trapped. So, how may I serve you? <laughs> he said, step bro, I'm trapped. I'm trapped in the lamp. No. I'm stuck. Not the step bro. No, step bro, can up, you help up. me out of the lamp? Shut up, shut up. <laughs> I have one. Cool. <laughs> I have one. It's. Guys, we're so high. I have one. <laughs> you said shut up, I have it. Don't don't tell them we're high. Don't Shh. wait, I forgot which one I wanted to do. Oh, hey Arnold. Hey Arnold! Oh my god. I used to have this fucking awful roommate. And she used to say that I looked like Hey Arnold, that fucking bitch. So angry just thinking about it. Oh my god. I'm going to start calling you Hey Arnold. No. <laughs> no. No. Okay. My conspiracy theory is about Hey Arnold, who I do not look like. Like, you would need to rotate my head <laughs> to look like him. I'm confused. No. Shush. And anyway. <laughs> Your so hair, it counts. It's it, that Arnold is not the main character. It's not really like a conspiracy theory. More like, I don't know, like a viewer's opinion, I guess. A fan theory. Yeah, like a fan theory that like Arnold is not supposed to be like the main character in the show. Because Hey Arnold is also a show that I really, really loved growing up. So I, you know, think I know it pretty well. But if you don't, the girl who has a crush and like the villain in the show on Hey Arnold, her name's Helga Pataki. She like has a crush on Arnold, but is like that that girl like that your parents like tell you about when you're younger it's like well if he or she is mean to you then it's because he or she has a crush on you so like she's that girl like she's mean to him she has significantly more lines than arnold does in every episode like at the end of or at some point in the episode helga has an entire monologue in every single episode like she has more lines than him put together and we hear more about like helga's life and like hear her thoughts about what's going on in the show more than we ever do Arnold's. So do with that information what you will. I agree. I think that Helga is definitely the main character. Is that true? Yeah, I think I've so. got to be honest. I can't say that I've ever seen an episode of Hey Arnold. Of hey Arnold. I love Hey Arnold. I would, I used to. You're, I would die for <laughs> Arnold. <laughs> yes. I love Hey Arnold. It's on something. I think it's on Netflix. And I used to go to sleep watching like episodes and episodes and episodes of Hey Arnold like last year. I love Hey Arnold. I also really love Cat Dog. Cat Dog. Cat Dog. Alone in a world with a little cat dog. I'm a cool kid. I'm a Nick at Night kid. I don't know. Okay, I am going to speed through our last one, you guys, because Andrea doesn't have one. And Damn, expose me. <laughs> it's just going to be... I'm too high to remember what my other one was. The wild thornberries. You know, in the wild thornberries, Eliza can talk to animals. Like, she can communicate with animals, and she supposedly got her gift from a shaman. Well, she's supposedly not okay in the head, and that just never happened. <laughs> She never got that gift from the shaman. Like, she cannot communicate with animals, and nobody can corroborate that she can. Like, <laughs> so it's believed. The theory is just, she's a fraud. Yeah, she's actually. a fraud. Like, 
she can't no but apparently it's like all in her head and nobody just like says anything to her they're just like mm, she's talking to the animals like she's like not okay in the head but she can't she doesn't know what's going on you know on. the other day i had this trippy thought that what if you don't actually exist and that like i'm crazy why would you say that why would you say that and you're my imaginary friend why would you make me question my existence more than i already <laughs> do why would you do that what's your problem it was was just a thought that i had like how crazy would that be if my parents were just like how do i know how do i know if i'm real i don't know if i'm real do you see someone next to me (laughs) anyway we're gonna move on from that very scary thought because that was the worst thing she's ever said to me in my life (laughs) i don't know who i am brief intermission Oh, for okay. existential crisis yeah literally anyway we're gonna move on to something more e- equally as morbid but more morbid more <laughs> morbid <laughs> right equally as morbid but more more but less existential because it just actually happened we are gonna move on to murder that's what we're doing we're sellouts every other podcast suggestion talk about murder i'm like i'm about to murder you <laughs> Anyway, we're talking about American murder mysteries, folks. We have both chosen our cases. Who's going first? It's me. I'm going first. Because I'm excited. Oh, I guess not excited. (laughs) (laughs) No. Not not excited. I'm sorry. No class. I'm sorry. Zero fucking class. Sorry. Like, the last episode we were talking about peeing and shitting i don't know not excited though that's bad um but i do want to tell you guys about it it's about jody arias i don't know if you've heard about her but she's a cold-blooded killer no imani i haven't heard about jody arias oh no can you tell me about this case yeah i can so jody arias was like a little like hometown fucking hee-haw ass girl she starts dating this guy named travis alexander travis is like religious jody was like crazy so she's like oh yeah like i'll get baptized under your religion and she's like it's not for you it's for me but it's like absolutely for him because she was insane or so they say i don't know but um you make your judgments when i get to the end jody and travis are like on and off boyfriend and girlfriend and they officially like break up at some point and travis starts dating somebody else and jody says she's like going on a trip she's gonna go meet somebody else but she's driving from state to state and just happens to pass by the state that travis lives in like happens to you know like and they say it's because you know she's crazy and she's stalking him and like They broke up, but she still wanted to be with him, and she was the other woman, and all that kind of fun stuff. So yeah, Jody drives through his state, winds up at his house, takes a camera with her, and like they find Travis's body. Then like a few days later, like four or five days, I believe, he's dead. Travis is dead. He was in his bathroom with like twenty-seven stab wounds, like his throat cut from like side to side, his head's barely on, and a point blank gunshot wound this is the one with the photo yeah she took the photo she took pictures of him like they had sex before all this happened they hop in the shower they're taking pictures of each other like scandy pictures and then she also takes pictures of him after he's been killed 
And so Jody then takes the camera and she puts it in the washing machine. So yeah, cops find him. They like start investigating Jody. And if you watch Jody's like interrogation tapes, like she is cool as a cucumber. It's like, oh my god, I had no idea. Like that's horrible. I don't know why anybody would ever want to do anything bad to Travis. Everyone loved Travis, you know. Like she's like, what the fuck. Like, all of them. It's pretty chilling, to be completely honest. Like, she's, like, no fucks given, nonchalant as fuck. But, you know, still, like, the right amount of concern for, like, somebody who's finding out that their ex-boyfriend's dead. Just playing it off really well. So, this goes, like, on and on and on forever. They're trying to figure out what the hell happened, like, with Jody, And then they finally arrest her. I was watching, like, her trial. She represented herself. She didn't have an attorney? No. Damn. Bold. We find out in the trial that Travis Alexander was actually very abusive. Really? Crazily enough. Yes. Because in the case, Jody claims that it was like self-defense. Like they had been in an abusive relationship. And what happened that night was her just like freaking the fuck out and having enough of him like putting his hands on her. 27 stab wounds is self-defense. Obviously, that's not self-defense, but she's claiming like he was so abusive to her that she just like snapped. And she's like crimes of passion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like crimes of passion. But they do have like evidence of Travis being super abusive towards Jody and like. She was saying, like, she didn't want to have sex before, like, marriage and stuff. And he, like, pressured her into it. Like, you can see all the evidence of him being abusive. So that's what goes on in that case. She is in jail as we speak. I believe the last time I checked, she was still in prison and maintaining her innocence. Yeah, that's how that case goes. Let me know what you guys think. Do you think that she just cold-bloodedly killed him because she was crazy and a stalker and he didn't want to be with her? Or do you think it was a crime of passion? She just got no done. The, f- the photos of it, I think, are incriminating. I That's agree. my opinion. I think taking the photos shows how psychotic she was. Right. Like, she was like, I did it. Yeah. Like, like, like I need, this is something I need to, like, memorialize. Right. Like, who does that? If it was a crime of passion, I don't think that you would take a picture of it so you can look at it later because... Crimes of passion make you feel like shit after yeah. you do it. So Crimes of passion are an impulse thing. Right. So Photos make it like there was intention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. You guys let me know. That is my American murder mystery. I highly recommend the Jodi Arias documentary on um, Hulu. No, I'm going to watch that tonight when you go to bed. Okay. Like, if you don't know a lot about her, you want to know more than, you know, what I could give you. What our high off our asses trying to talk about shit can give you. Right. Like, I did my best to piece that together. But if you'd like it better, it's on Hulu. Okay. I'm going to be going with everybody's favorite case, John Benet Ramsey. So it's Christmas night, 1996. The Ramseys throw a Christmas party. People leave. They put their daughter to sleep. And in the morning, she's not there. And her mom found a ransom note. A three-page long ransom note. That's a long Which is super note. long for a ransom note. Who right. leaves a ransom note that's three pages no, long? No, ransom notes are like, get her or she dies. Yeah, it's like, give me this much or she's dead. Right. Like, that's it. That's like, a you ransom don't- note. <laughs> And you write it with the little magazine letters. Yeah. No, but it was a three-page one. It was very detailed, talking about what they were going to do with her if they didn't get their exact amount. And, like, they were this, like, 
small organization. Like it was such a weird, it was a weird note. It was things that nobody who's actually kidnapping somebody would write. Anyway, the note asked for exactly $118,000 in exchange for their daughter and that they would call between the hours of 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. the next day with instructions on where to leave the money. The things that are weird about this case and why it's still a murder mystery, why nobody can solve it is because nothing in her case makes sense. First of all, the ransom note was written with stationery from inside the house, which means that the kidnappers sat there in the house and wrote this note out. Nobody would do that unless it was somebody who attended the Christmas party right. and was there as a guest took some of the stationery and just was writing there at the party, which still wouldn't really make sense. Yeah, don't you think that the parents would have been like, what or like someone would doing? notice, yeah, that you're just like writing at a party. The right. weirder thing about this case, though, is that there wasn't a kidnapping at all because she was found in the basement seven hours after she was declared missing. The police didn't even do a thorough enough search throughout the house to find her in the basement. And by the time they found her, the entire crime scene was super contaminated. So her parents were ruled out as suspects because they had contaminated the entire crime scene. So her dad, John Ramsey, is the one who found her body in the basement. Her cause of death was both blunt force trauma to the head and strangulation. (laughs) She was found with a rope, like a cord rope. She's a baby. Around her neck. Yeah, she's six, by the way. There was evidence of sexual abuse, too. She was found with a single drop of blood in her underwear. And there was previous evidence of potential sexual abuse. Um, Her mom had taken her in a few months prior to the doctor for a rash and sensitivity in that area that she said was caused by a bubble bath. But after the murder, it comes into a new light of the possibilities the scary possibilities of that this is a dark episode damn (laughs) these are like different vibes this is the like we're talking about the deep shit high vibe we should have warned you guys if you guys have made it this far thank you so much i'm really excited about this episode i love shit like this i think this is so fucking cool so it's just a little different than our usual comedy yeah yeah. so we really hope let us know what you think yeah yeah (laughs) That was just a... But if you're still here, yay. Thanks. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for listening to our (laughs) high asses talk about shit that everyone knows about probably. Also, Um, you should comment and let us know if you guys enjoy us trying new strains on episodes and seeing how we react to them. Yeah. I don't know how this is for you guys, but we just take you on the journey with us. It's always a toss-up. Yeah, like, we have no idea how we're going to respond and if we're going to be super happy and peppy or if it's going to be a little bit more of a struggle for us to get through. We never have any idea. So if you like the idea of us trying a new strain for every episode, let us know because I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah, especially because our dispensary never has the same strain anyway. That's probably what's going to happen either fucking way. Yeah, yeah like it's they, just... we, they never have the same strain twice. No. And we go in like every week. Right. Like every time we go there, it's just like the no, one we, we just don't have it's that, not there anymore. that's never existed. It's, it's like, like a Twilight Zone thing. What? They're what? like, what, what is what? that strain what? that's never existed? Crazy. Crazy shit. But 
yeah, let us know. Sorry for the detour. We are going to get back to John John Bonet. All right. Sorry, John Bonet. Yeah. Sorry to get sidetracked. So sorry, Miss Girl. Um, Another interesting thing about the coroner's report is that she was found with pineapple in her stomach. Her brother had been eating pineapple before bed, allegedly. Um, There was a bowl of pineapple found on the kitchen counter with his fingerprints on it. Her nine-year-old brother is one of the suspects for this reason. So those are the basic key points of this case she was found in the basement so the ransom note doesn't even make sense because they never had her to begin with another really weird thing about this case is that the basement she was found in there was a window open and a man's footprint on top of a suitcase so it's possible that that's how the kidnapper would have gotten in and out Right. But there was no footprint in the snow coming out. And there was a spider web across the window that hadn't been broken. So if someone had come in or out the window, the spider web definitely would have been broken, especially if it was a grown man. Right. And there would have been evidence in the snow. But in the fresh snow, there was no evidence at all. It was like fresh and untouched. So that was super weird. And what's even weirder, the suitcase that the footprint was on, the Ramsey's claim isn't even theirs they don't know how it got in the basement stop it and what was inside of it was a blanket full of dried semen and a dr seuss book what's even weirder the cherry on top of this weird weird case is that the semen inside belonged to a family member it was john ramsey's oldest son from a previous marriage so John Benet Ramsey's oh. half brother, his semen in a blanket fuck? and a Dr. Seuss book in a suitcase they claim isn't theirs in a basement with a shoe print with their daughter abused, hit in the head and strangled. I don't even know what to <clears throat> say. I know there's so many weird things. I could go on and on about this case, but when her mother called 911 to report the kidnapping and the ransom note she said we have a kidnapping instead of my daughter's been kidnapped which we have a kidnapping really is is definitely like who speaks like that it's being passive to pass off like uh ownership it's basically like she's lying right. or she's nervous is right. what it's what that sounds like it's very passive why would you say we have a kidnapping it's so detached right. from the situation right is trying to push blame off of them. It's weird. just, it's weird. And why would you not like be like, oh my God, like my daughter has been kidnapped. Somebody yeah, took somebody my took my daughter. Like my daughter's missing. They said, we have a kidnapping. A police officer reported that they were acting really strange the whole next day. And they didn't even mention that the kidnapper never called. It wasn't even something that they felt to note to police. Which, if your daughter had really been kidnapped and was being held for ransom, and you needed to get the money to them, you would want to be waiting by the phone for that time. And you would want to be like, nobody called. What are we supposed to do? So the whole thing was just really, really sketchy and weird from the start. The amount specified in the ransom note was $118,000, which was the exact amount that John Ramsey had received as a Christmas bonus at work. That could be one of two things. Either the kidnapper, quote unquote, was somebody who worked with John or was in the family and knew the exact amount of the bonus, or it was John himself writing the note 
and wanting to frame somebody he worked with or somebody close to him as they would know that. So including that information to make it seem like it was somebody who would know that information, if that makes sense. Literally, what in the world goes on in this case? So the theory is that her brother killed her because they got into an altercation about she took some pieces of his pineapple that he was getting as a snack and they got into a fight and he started to choke her. He was nine, she was six, and he had already displayed actions that were super questionable. He hated his sister. There was evidence that he really did not like her. He denies these claims, but he allegedly had smeared feces his own feces all along his sister's bedroom wall and her bed yeah those are just really odd things about the case and so that he would have strangled her and she would have been knocked out appearing to be dead her heart rate slowed so much that she's practically dead and her parents helped cover up the fact that he had basically killed her by hitting her in the head really hard. That's one of the theories. Another theory is that the parents did it. Another theory is that somebody close to the family had done it. There's a lot of different theories and there's evidence to support every single one. Another theory that it was a man, I don't remember his name, but he played uh, Santa at the mall that John Benet and her family would go to. And she gave him a vial of glitter one time that she was there. And when he went into heart surgery, he requested Uh, his ashes to be mixed with that glitter if he died, to be mixed with the glitter that she gave him. So there are theories that he's a creepy old man, like to the point of... This shit doesn't even sound real. There was a lot of people in her life that could have done it. There's a lot of people that are really sketchy when you're looking at it. That's so crazy. Her brother is definitely sketchy. Baby. And I I think it was her brother. That's my theory. That's what I believe. I don't see motive motive for her parents to have killed her. She was their like, prize pony. A six-year-old beauty queen. Literally. I don't know. I'll have to look into that one. It's a that one's a really it's it's a classic, but it's a chilling one still I, every time. If my bones are chilled. Yeah, for sure. Currently um if you guys are still with us thank you so much for sitting through this episode with us Um, let us know if you guys like content like this it's a little bit different but we enjoy it so we hope that you enjoy it we're trying to be fucking versatile right right we're giving you guys options giving very much variety Mm -hmm. you know period we're into it let us know if you guys are into it but we have been talking for quite some time and rambling on and on like we always are so we are gonna call it a night mouth is dry as shit yeah so we're (laughs) gonna call it a night please as always like and subscribe turn notifications on if they are not already follow us on social media and also go ahead and check out our spotify now that we have one of those as well if you are listening to this on spotify right now if you are hearing my voice on spotify right now i love you right love you thank Thank you you for listening thank you for supporting go check out the patreon as well we've been working really hard on this Yes. You know, it seems like we're fucking lazy bums. But we're not. But our hearts and souls are in this. Yes, and we are really excited to share those pictures from Nightshade with you guys. Thank you again, Nightshade, for doing this show. So much with good us. shit coming so up. So much Just good shit. So much good shit coming so, up. So yeah, we're we going to get out of here. I am Nani. I'm the ass. And we are signing off. Signing off. Stay stoned, bitches, motherfuckers. Ugh. Ultimate homies. 
if you get over there on that Patreon, stay stoned. Mm. Fuck. I have to pee so bad. Oh my god.